Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. And welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, Episode 7. This episode, we have the beautiful Juliet. Uh, Juliet grew up in an off-grid home along the Maru River outside of Mudgee. In her mid-20s to early 30s, she backpacked solo with her best friends and her mum around Europe and England, walked as a pilgrim along the Camino de Santiago and lived in England where she would teach in primary schools. Juliet is a nature lover, down-to-earth wild child at heart who is passionate about nature connections with children and so studied to become a forest school leader in 2020 and has been creating Green Heart Forest School over the past three years. She recently moved back to her hometown of Mudgee, a nest in the hills with her partner. This is where she free birthed their first born, a water birth in the safe comforts of their home, the Buddha barn on a farm with her loving man by her side. <laughs> that is so cool. And I love reading that. <laughs> so welcome, welcome Juliet. <laughs> oh, thank you both for having me here in your sacred space. <laughs> what a pleasure. Such an honour. Such an honour. Yes. I cannot wait to hear about this. I've looked forward to this since when, since I jumped on this morning. I'm like, this is going to put me in a good mood, this story. I can feel it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm excited to share. I mean, it's only three and a half weeks <laughs> since oh my it gosh, all yes. happened. <laughs> so still deep in postpartum, but it's, yeah, just feels nice to be able to share it still being fresh and, and on oh. here today. <laughs> You're in the thick of it. I'm actually like getting a little lump in my throat because you like I can see you not everyone else can see you because it's a podcast but I can see you now and you just look so happy and like Mm -hmm. it's just so lovely to see because not everybody feels like that after their births and it's really beautiful to see so yeah yeah I just got chills in because it can it can be that way and yeah yeah so it'd be nice to share what I can and um, hopefully Others can hear it and yes, and bring some inspiration and, and your medicine and your story. Amazing. So, yeah, let's jump in. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take us back to the very beginning um, of your journey when you first found out that you were pregnant? Yeah, so um, we, my partner and I had, yeah, just left Melbourne and moved to Mudgee because my parents are still here and we could stay out at the beautiful place where I grew up along the Maru River. And I think we were there for maybe six or seven months. And then we, yeah, just started to talk about um, feeling ready to start a family. 
and so it was a con- conscious conception which was really <sighs> lovely to kind of um, that. yeah feel into because I could feel uh, a little bit stagnant just moving back here to my hometown because it had been mm. so long since I'd <laughs> lived here and connected um, to the place I guess and it really yeah it was a really beautiful and start to the journey and being close to my parents because then this is their first grandchild as well um, mm. for my parents and and yeah it, it was during I think June so then it was starting to come into that that you know settling into the to the dark darkness that was coming and winter and mm. um because it's all off grid out at that house it really was just quiet you know the the power wasn't really working so and I was just finishing yeah the studies and and um really just going quiet really being out there in the bush and um, deep yeah going deep which I could feel was going to bring out then just some shadow work that I uh, Mm. then went into a lovely friend that I had met in this area which kind of just it was just like these pieces jigsaw pieces coming together of moving up here of making sense of it all along the way because we didn't really we didn't have a plan of moving up here at all um so I yeah I'd met a really lovely friend and she um worked with me and did some of the birth energetic kind of preparation work so we would meet up and kind of look at um you know fears that might be coming up and for me it wasn't really a lot of fears around birth itself it was more um I guess what I was reading and researching and hearing and finding on on social media of like Instagram it's a great platform I see for sharing about hospital births and and Mm. that kind of system and I could just feel well I always knew at one stage when I was going to birth it would be a home birth but I didn't know what that would look like I I remember so were you pregnant sorry at this time so you you fell pregnant really easily and it was the first time wow (laughs) oh my goodness yeah yeah (laughs) how special Really? Did you have did you yeah. have any inkling? Like, did you like um because I know like before I had Prim, I knew that there was another little girl coming in. You know, when you know they they do they are little spirit babies, like they call us in and we, there's just a deep knowing. Like, did you feel that? Yeah. I don't think I felt it beforehand, but it just felt like it was all kind of flowing into place in that, yeah. in that way of they're they're also ready to come. Um, yeah fully and and you going back to your hometown like um that's also like it's really big it's also really healing too like to go back there and face that like I can relate in a lot of ways especially Mm -hmm. small country towns too because it can be like oh god I don't know if I can do this but if you lean into it in these other ways it can be super healing yeah yeah you're spot on there that that was um that was what I was feeling like. It was feeling like I'm here because I I do need to do some more healing work. And yeah, yeah like I have traveled a lot and been a lot on my own. And I thought for me, I had done a lot of healing of being, you know, in this place in, in the hometown of Mudgee. But yeah, it wasn't until coming back again that it 
it stirred up some things and it mm. was good to kind of really acknowledge that and mm. work with it through my pregnancy then yeah so what yeah. what sort of practices um were you doing with your friend or what kind of yeah, yeah what did that look like yeah kind of um sim well sorry similar to what I know you were kind of offering with um your six-week uh, workshop with yeah. Um, yeah she would do nice guided meditations and just being like seen and and heard mm-hmm. and whatever did come up in those sessions like she just really held that space for me and um and then it was maybe journaling prompts and then going going back on my own to go further in and it would have it would be those times when I would go back on my own that the messages or answers would just come to yes. me in those beautiful ways it wasn't like okay it's going to happen in this session and you know tick. yeah no nah. yeah it doesn't work like that it, it really doesn't <laughs> so it was yeah. really yeah it was how really, many how long ago how far ahead were you then like because was she like a doula or a birth keeper or just a, no, a just beautiful woman birth. space holder yeah her starting mm. up this yeah um more more the energetic side of the birth preparation yeah. um yeah. in that way yeah so so kind of looking at yeah those fears that might pop up in the birthing space when you're when you're there transitioning or or however you might feel during the birth if yeah yeah his treat is kind of lingering there that needed to be cleared had mm. you done had you had you like um gone through that thought process like before you met her like because obviously you've met her for a reason but like had you gone through that were you like already like informed in some ways around birth and knew what you wanted and knew what to seek out I guess is that what you're trying to say yeah yeah. did you seek that out or or did it sort of fall into your field and then you were yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question did more more aligned with what already I was going yeah so yeah I had um before before doing the work with Jess, I would uh, listen to the Free Birth Society podcast as well. That's mm. in America, and yeah, um, on the fifty minute drive home each night after work, I would just pop that yeah. on. It was just yeah, hearing other women's stories yeah. that even though a lot of them were from America, some from other places around the world, it was yeah. still this community mm. to connect with in that way of listening to other stories however everyone's so potent isn't it like just hearing other women speak their truth and their experiences yeah um so when you called your baby in when you consciously conceived had you already planned that you were going to have like a free birth and was that already in the pipeline or how did that manifest Oh, I think I was still after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hadn't yet known the term of free birthing um, when we were, yeah, when that was happening, but it was probably a few weeks after that that's when I started to to dive into it a bit more and, and find and search. And <laughs> wow, I've actually got goosebumps. Yeah. 
what I wanted to manifest and yeah and Chris was just so supportive the whole way which mm. is just yeah been amazing just like that's yeah, so special you, <laughs> you almost like like um yeah magnetized her in like you you, you yeah. found her and like in that way because that's usually how it happens that's so yeah. cool yeah yeah was she a new yeah. friend as well yeah yeah so yeah wow. new friend of the homeschool uh families that we connected with here so yeah we we met them all before we even had Jaya. Feels you like gone full too, we... divine time. I know. It? I've got goosebumps. I'm like, this is so beautiful. Like you like... felt ready to have this baby, and then you called your baby in the first time. Then you met this woman to help guide you through these processes that you knew that you wanted, um, and give you that care that you wanted, and aligned with what you needed. And like, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. <laughs> and um yeah so and did you have any other like antenatal care or was it a wild like in inverted commas wild pregnancy um you know as in you just it was just you and your baby or did you did you feel called to have any other like scans or bloods or anything in your pregnancy I didn't have any scans um yeah I'd I'd started um to yeah just kind of read a lot a bit more lots of books as well Ina May books and mm. yeah what I was finding out I was like no I'm not yeah, yeah feeling like I need to with the scans I did for blood tests only because my iron has always been up and down mm. and I was then a naturopath to help me so that beautiful that was, yeah that was good to do all that um and then along the way, I guess, when I would go to the doctors and just say, yes, I have a midwife. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would just, no one to go into it. <laughs> yeah. You were just in your body. Yeah. 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 You were just a full mama in her body. In, oh, I just, I actually have a bit of a lump in my throat. Like I feel emotional. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> incredible how, how grounded it sounds you were in your whole process of conception yeah. to birth and beyond like you as as well as like a first time mama like it's such an inspiration to hear yeah it is that it you really took is. up that space and you knew what you wanted from the mm. very beginning that is just so incredible yeah, yeah really, really just trust trust in my body and and yeah know that if I have something that's not feeling right, that it will speak to me and I'll be able to listen. I really, mm. yeah, do take that self-care with my body and listening deeply and and knowing knowing what what is working and not working and then changing things. And mm. yeah. it's, it's so refreshing hearing this. <laughs> it really is. Like this is it what... Really is. You are such an inspiration to all these women out there who are planning to conceive or have conceived their first baby. That birth can look like this for your first, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be you um, do second best because you you don't trust your body and you feel like you need to go into the system or, you know, the second one I'll have at home kind of thing, which is a Mm. lot of women's mentality because we have lost that... um, that trust in our body's innate wisdom and to be able to mm. tap in, like tap into our intuition we don't 
Mm. And it's the conditioning of, of society really, but it's like, we really need to um, like just empower ourselves to, to know that we can have an amazing empowered birth from our first baby, from our first birth. And Mm. um, this is why I really love your story. I'm so, I'm so excited that we get to share this and put that out into the world. And I'm curious to know, um, prior to conceiving, like what was your understanding of birth? What was your experiences and influences? Did you have any like kind of, you know, the, the, your stories around birth? Because um, for a lot of us that is what imp- impacts us heavily in our choices. Yeah. Like even your mum, like how she taught you or what you were surrounded by like in like this mm. in society like because in a country town like I I mean mm. yeah I didn't like if I'm sure Mudgy's very much like good old young yeah <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. not like I don't know if these are the right words but it's not like that open-minded to stuff like this yeah, supported, yeah right. you know yeah. yeah yeah for me um all I had heard through friends and some family members is that yeah, they were either cesarean births or hospital births. Um, I didn't actually know anyone who had maybe done home birth or free birth until coming back to Mudgee and meeting that homeschool family. Wow. There were a few uh, women there that had home birthed and free birthed and that, yeah, again, that was just like that piece of the puzzle just coming in at this certain time of coming back here and wow being able to listen, listen to their stories so yeah before that I all I knew was about what others had shared in that way and it it just it just didn't feel right yeah to me that that can be the only way that what so star many... sign are you I'm a Taurus son oh, I'm <laughs> Just Christy asked you. this to everyone. <laughs> I just like she's an earth sign. I know it. I, a lot of our guests have been Taurus. I love Taurus mm. so much. They're my favorite star sign ever. But I'm like, she's, I know she's an earth sign. I can hear it in you because it's like I'm just, I'm yeah. actually just got a lump in my throat. And I'm like, I know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guess so. Yeah, take us yeah. to those last weeks of pregnancy. What did they look like for you? What were your processes? What was coming up for you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. By that stage, um, I had so I had finished my casual teaching long ago as well in term four at the end of term four. So it was really nice. Basically, the whole of the third trimester it was not working. So then the last few weeks, I felt like I was ready, like I was ready <laughs> to meet them yeah. because it felt like quite a while of me, you know, getting ready and nesting and um, going through what we might need prepared for the birthing space, um, checking, you know, the birthing pool was going to work, which did and didn't. Chris had to oh. like pump it up <laughs> quite a few times while I was oh. in labor, which was quite, quite intense and funny at the same time yeah um (laughs) so that yeah that was really nice and it was still quite um hot days as well um out here in Mudgee so yeah a lot of the time I was just resting resting as much as I could 
Um, and then it was also preparing for postpartum with mm. meal prepping. So I did that with my mom oh. and myself and other <laughs> friends as well. So I really, yeah, dived into knowing how can I set myself up now wow. family so we can just yeah really rest in that postpartum and and know that we're supported as well and, mm. and can ask for for what we might need when that needs to come up because I know that was something that I needed to work on boundaries and speaking up and wow. yeah it was really yeah nice to to have those few yeah weeks doing that even just doing it with your mum too and just being that like radically responsible for your whole journey. I just think I'm just like, wow, that's like you're like the spokesperson for birth right now. <laughs> are you and your mum close? We are. Yeah. yeah, we are. And that was the other lovely side of um, the birthing work that I was doing was being able to share that with her and then she could kind of share about her her birth with her mother, oh. you, know, you know, that kind of is my How healing. Well, so, yeah, it was really special in that way. And um, she was also so supportive. And at the, at the start I did want her there and she was happy to be there. But when it came to that time, which I'll share, in the end it was... Um, just going to be a bit too tiring on her she's not that well at the moment and I wanted her to still be focusing on her own health wow um, yeah so it's really lovely to be doing all of that with her and what, how you um like educated yourself on what you needed for birth is that where the where your friend came in like you know you needed the pool and the towels and did you just like figure that out on the way because I mean yeah. you don't really need that much but you know some people just overthink this so much where they're like I need yeah. this and this and the checklist and it's like you really actually don't but I love that like I want to know your process with even that because that can be such an overthought yeah process. what did you do to prepare for birth and also specifically for postpartum mm. yeah for me it was a lot of books um that I had found and then and then I guess just knowing well I wanted a water birth so I'm going to look on Facebook marketplace and yeah find, find one that a lady didn't even use it was oh my goodness really you found a birth pool on marketplace yeah that was on you <laughs> in Newcastle that is incredible so. <laughs> yeah but yeah I just did a lot of um yeah, preparing, I guess, in knowing um, what I would need. So mum brought in old towels that she had because, yeah, we we still didn't have a whole house kind of set up here. Um, and then, yeah, I can't really remember what else. Oh, and then. Um, you don't actually need that much else. <laughs> having a really lovely um belly blessing maidens to mother uh, a few weeks as well just before that was special and doing some nice prayer flags and yeah. setting that up that was really nice to just yeah. um, have that special touch from my supportive women around me and um doing all that intuitively just the day before I didn't even wow. know that this was meant to be the time but it yeah it just felt right to 
to set those things up. So, yeah, in, in saying that, it was just finding what, what we needed. But, yeah, in the end, you don't you don't need that much. <laughs> so you've just totally <laughs> walked the path of your intuition, like, yeah. and felt it's honestly like I'm loving this so much. It's so refreshing. Mm. Like I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. It's so refreshing. Yeah. I just love it so much. It's everything that we <laughs> want yeah, to, like. Even in home birth and free birth, like that realm people are still very fixated on like birth supplies and like Mm. buying all the herbs and the I don't know all the things you know yeah whereas I feel like your focus was more upon just being in the experience and if things were needed you just got them and it wasn't like this heady thing for you yeah 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 I definitely like to be organized and and plan that's one side of me but I also love being in that flow of let's just see what we need in that time as yeah. well. Yeah. And I know during my pregnancy I had um, maybe reacted to just, yeah, some essential oils in some henna. So I just knew I I wasn't yeah. going to have that in, in the space and some herbs. I just wanted it to just, yeah, not not yeah. add too many of those things, which I know others do. But for me, it yeah, my body was just saying no already Mm. and so for postpartum was it more just the meal prep that you focused on so that you didn't have to cook and worry about all of those things was there any other little practices or rituals or comforts that you that you felt called to have or have organized for your postpartum um well I know definitely when I um do my morning chanting and singing that before the well during the pregnancy and before that as well and I've still continued that but just singing with Jaya um, mm-hmm. instead and then Chris also brings in the music and while he's feeding just we both mm-hmm. just yeah enjoy that side so but I don't oh, know I if it's that. really preparing for it but yeah, yeah it's so is. Party, a party <laughs> or postpartum and yeah it is and life yeah yeah definitely to to really enjoy it all and and Chris took a month off with his uh, work and he'll just slowly go back into it as well so that was something that uh, we talked about and um, he was really happy to 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 be here to bond as well because I know that's so important Mm. to have that time I feel like your whole essence and journey is like from another timeline like just on a farm like (laughs) I don't know it's just like I feel like you're like that your that medicine is so like needed right now for a lot of women Mm -hmm. and it's like you're just in this other timeline bringing it it just shows 2023 how how, like uncomplicated it all actually can be (laughs) we just choose to complicate it so much yeah Um, yeah yeah the simple life (laughs) yeah Yeah. man the simple life that's so (laughs) incredible um so yes tell us about um the first signs of labor and how many I mean were you tracking how many weeks you were or it was just again something that you were not really putting attention or meaning to yeah I I was tracking um how many weeks I I was and so I knew the date of conception, but then I, silly enough, downloaded an app 
and then yeah, we all do that. Yeah, <laughs> calculated it from my yeah last period. So then I was following that, but thinking it was from the date that I knew. Um, so in the end, I was thirty nine weeks, but the app would have told me forty one weeks. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah but I mean whatever I out at the end I was like yeah, hey, yeah. Um, <laughs> the way we calculate yeah. due dates FYI for everyone listening in is yeah. completely inaccurate and not evidence-based <laughs> yeah just do yeah. a little little wee bit of research and you'll yeah the backstory is pretty ludicrous really yeah. to how to how yeah. we so mm. I was I was prepared I mean to go to 42 weeks I'd heard of women going to 44 weeks yeah um, but yeah that 39 weeks came and I know the night before I just started to feel really uncomfortable on my side going on mm. I'm really popping out on the side now like um and obviously I didn't know from the scans the position but I could just feel that he was head down and when I don't know he would move around I didn't know the the sex at the time but um I guess his little bum would pop up and make that yeah kind of weird shape <laughs> in your belly it's so but, cute hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was nice to kind of feel like yeah I, I can feel he's he's there and ready so that next morning Chris went to work and I started to um lose the mucus plug around 10 a.m and then that happened for a few hours and then during the day I started to feel kind of just gentle waves coming on um so I was just kind of floating about that day with music Mm. on and my cat was being really sooky around me so I could feel of course the cats they know (laughs) yeah this is maybe a sign (laughs) and just kept um Chris and mum in the loop of um you know this has happened and now I'm feeling this and there's still a few minutes apart it's it's I'm still able to talk it's you know it's all good but yeah it, it might be might be today tonight might be a few days let's just see what happens so then I guess in the afternoon it they started to um come a bit closer and last a bit longer the waves and run Chris about 3 p.m. I think and he was like yep packing up now on my way just get so you were solo up. before all of that yeah yeah oh, man I even just love that so much and what were you doing while you were having these gentle surges <laughs> just kind of um leaning forward on the couches and moving around moving my belly around um like in my head, I'd planned, oh, I'll be belly dancing to my playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing all these nice things, but it was sort of like that, but not as <laughs> not as what I imagined. Um, and I'd wore the lovely beaded necklace that we created uh... at Holy Blessing as well. So that felt nice to just, yeah, feel like, okay, connected and supported and, yeah, just feeling like, the oxytocin was definitely already building, I guess, with my even with singing and, and just dancing and oh, wow. knowing that I was really ready to meet them. Yeah, yeah. All of this and curious, curious as how I was going going into it all. Did you have any fear? Um 
I guess I had the thoughts of, oh, I wonder if they might not be in the right position, but I don't know if it was a fear as as such of me knowing that it wasn't going to happen in the way that I wanted it to happen. I'd had quite a few dreams as well that it was going to be a water birth and that it was a boy. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I've really connected with my dreams the past few years of listening when they're really yeah. clear, strong message. And for that to keep coming back, I just felt like, yeah, this is this is how it is. You just know. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that so very much. Yeah, yeah, so no fears as such. Um, my, my fear more was going to, to birth in a hospital before. Totally. <laughs> Going down that path of three birth or yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I, I yeah, I just feel like I don't know how women can do it in 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 the hospital. I feel like it would be harder because of, it is harder. Yeah, it's, just, it's a totally different experience. Like, I mean, I've had my first in a hospital. Well, I've had my first two in a hospital, and then I had obviously prim, um, you know, at home, free birth, and it's just the the difference in the whole journey is it's not even comparable actually at all um it actually is quite triggering to think of a little bit because you're just like that is so backwards in there yeah you know um but yeah so when did your partner come home like what time was it then like would you say three o'clock um probably bit after 4 p.m and so I had just written little lists again for him how to prepare the space so if I wasn't in the state of answering questions he kind of just knew but he knew what to do um he's really really good at again being organized and (laughs) knowing what it can look like so he yeah set up the birthing pool and we had the gotten the hose and he started to fill that up um, because then it was starting to get more intense, I think, around 5.30. Um, so maybe 6 p.m. I I started to hop into the pool um, and and by then it started to go down more into my back and it was it just was really uncomfortable. I just didn't know what yeah. position to kind of keep getting into uh, when the surges would come just really wanted to push down but the pool would deflate a bit (laughs) yeah 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 was there a slow leak in the pool there was a hole well we couldn't find it we we had you know looked at it beforehand twice I've heard this happen so many times at home verbs and it's like classic like something like that always happens where it's a bit like comical but also not (laughs) because you're trying to have a baby Oh, you Pretty poor much. thing. <laughs> you hear the Makita um, pump going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God. I just got him to do that all while the surges had stopped and then and then I was like, okay, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, by then 7 p.m. my, my water's released, which was, yeah, a nice feeling of the pressure just leaving a bit more um, were you in the pool still no I wasn't in the pool when that had happened yeah so yeah. kind of went from the pool just to the couch which was right yeah. next to each other 
um, which was good to just kind of feel like cause I couldn't feel like I could stand up and move around or do any other movements other than being on my hands and knees or that position but on the couch, leaning back on the couch. Um, so that, yeah, that kept going for another three hours, the, the back pain. But it, it was, yeah, it hurt, but it was more that I felt like I wanted to rest but couldn't rest. But I just kept my communication open with Chris the whole time. And that's all I was saying to him, that it just just feels uncomfortable. I don't don't feel like I can get comfortable. So he he was in a good mindset that whole time and he didn't. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Like how was he going? Yeah, he yeah he held the space yeah really well. Like, um, he said those thoughts may have come across, and then he knew straight away to to be like, well, that's that's me coming across to say, do I need to ring an ambulance? But then he'd look at me going, no, she definitely wouldn't want to be in an ambulance anyway, right? Yeah. Or, or yeah. get in the car. This is this. She's you know just in her own element, doing what she needs to do, and. What a beautiful connection you two have. Yeah, yeah, it is a really, really nice, special connection to to know that I am. He trusts you. That way. And he trusts, yeah. Oh, I'm going to start crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, he, did he do any kind of preparation around the birth and any fears that he had himself? Or was it more that you kind of, yeah, you just were in it together as a partnership and he completely trusted you? Yeah, I think it was more that the trusting. We did talk about it um, because, yeah, for him and his brothers, they were all cesarean births. So for him, he knew it was going to be healing, Mm. yeah, in this way. And um, I guess just like we haven't actually been together for that long. I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah, it's only been two years, but in a way of with. Yeah, we've already kind of been through a lot, I guess, down in Melbourne and lockdowns. And okay, I'm so sorry to ask this, but what star sign is he? What star sign is he? Well, he's he's born the day after me, just on a different. Oh my god! I was about to say, is he Taurus too? (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so psychic. Oh, hilarious! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it's my birthday and then midnight, boom, it's Chris's birthday. Oh. <laughs> what date is your birthday? Uh, the 6th of May. Oh, God, I love you Taurus people. God damn it. Oh, I'm loving this so much. So your water's but about, released? Yeah, so, yeah, my water's released and then just still kept labouring in and out of the, the pool and yeah he was just there and helping if I needed a towel I'd just say towel and have the shivers and he'd put that on so I talked to him about what he may see happen from me I might get the shivers I might vomit and I did I did vomit twice and Mm. um, those shivers would come and go and and that was nice just to prepare him about what kind of signs he might see so he he yeah just going oh oh no now what do I do or are you okay or he didn't need to ask yeah any of that just Mm. um, this is a part of it the releasing the purge yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah 
Yeah. So, so how many hours had it been by this stage? So from all well, those intense um, surges, that had only been from 6 to 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. was when he started to um, descend and his head was starting to. Did you feel that? I did, and it felt different. It felt yeah. good. Yes! It felt like, yeah, I was ready to, um, it was like a pushing feeling but not like a real intense kind of push, push. Mm. It still was the body knowing when it was going to come through but it it just felt so much more of a relief. And, Mm. again, I communicated that with Chris and then I could kind of have a bit of a joke with him. I was more in that state. I wasn't in just... um, yeah, intense, uncomfortable feeling. So that went on though for three hours. He was turtling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you yeah. feel him? Did you put your hand down? It took a while for him to really um, pop out for me to feel him. So yeah. At, at so that he stage. was just inside, like he was just, yeah, inside your like vagina. Yeah. But you hadn't he hadn't sort of crowned yet. He was just sitting no. really low. Yeah. Yeah, but I could still feel it was still in and out. Um, yeah. So he was probably I... trying to trying to shift into a better position. Yeah. So that's that movement. And I, I um, felt that. I felt him twist around. I felt him move. And yeah, yeah it was just amazing to see all that. Uh, oh, see, sorry, he's just woken up. So I'm just no, I'm something. like, <laughs> yeah, Julie, Juliet's got up. Uh, it's Jaya. Is it Jaya? Jaya, yes. Jaya, what a beautiful name too. Oh, he's here <laughs> with us, everyone. By the way, yeah, big yawn. Oh, oh. Um, oh where was I? So, <laughs> so he, so he was really t- low, you felt him turning. Yeah, and I vagina. Yeah, Chris, because I was on the couch by then. If he could see anything, because I just wanted to, I guess, know the progress, but without, you know, the other medical side of checking yeah. <laughs> everything. He didn't need to do anything other than just look, but it was a bit too dark. So, did you put your fingers inside to feel? Or you I didn't did. Want to? Yeah, I did at that stage, but still, I couldn't feel anything. So I felt ah. like it was more progress, I guess, than what it was. In, yeah. in that sense, yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. first birth is pretty intense. <laughs> There's never, a baby's never come through before. So it's a yeah. lot more stretching and work to yeah. get that baby down your birth canal. Yes. It's, I remember with my first, I just, I remember, yeah, that feeling of thinking that it's so close and then realizing actually oh. <laughs> kind of close, but not where I'm imagining. Yeah, um, that was and it just takes sense. a little bit more effort to kind of help them come down and around that bend as well, which is probably what he was doing, I guess, like that yeah. curve in your pelvis. Yeah, that's coming past, um, like your anus, and yeah. it, that can feel really uncomfortable and low and intense, and it's a lot of work to get them around that bend. Um, yeah. so what time was this? Yeah, so that started at ten p.m. So yeah. Um, I started feeling a little bit a little bit pushy but you weren't actively pushing yet your body was just sort of I felt like I was but just like how you described I thought yeah I was yeah 
going further than what it was, but it was definitely those pushing sensations that whole time. Like that. Yeah. Like the bearing yeah. down. Yeah. Yes. We've also got primrose here. <laughs> yeah. <Hi>, Babies. Prim. <laughs> yeah. If I go on mute, I go on mute. <laughs> yeah, and I could kind of um I would always just slow down with my breath as well and listen to anything that would come to me as well in in a way of I felt like he was telling me that I'm he's going slow and he's doing it this way so I don't so I don't tear and he's going to you know look after me in that way and I then would just kind of send back that I trust you as well and Mm. and that was nice to come back to those just little moments as well as yeah being so much in the body and then coming back to that heart space I could feel we could just Just communicating with him yeah yeah I I had the same experience I I just so understand it where you just like just that telepathic like it's it's all good it's okay it's all all right mum it's all good that's exactly it yeah (sighs) yeah but they are looking after you as you look after them just as much that that cycle (laughs) yeah and then yeah wow yeah so then we were kind of just joking with each other Chris and I saying oh does he want to be born on the on the 10th before midnight or does he want to be born (laughs) on the 11th after midnight and so yeah we were kind of looking at the clock but I didn't mind that looking at the clock because it still went pretty quick. <laughs> it felt long, but yeah, also, you know, then there goes another hour. Yeah. So in the end, it was after midnight. Um, so that, yeah, went on until about, um, I think just before 1 a.m., I felt like, okay, now I need to get back into the pool. So <laughs> is that to how were you feeling water? at that point? Were you tired? <laughs> I I think I felt more tired and exhausted during the like transitioning stage mm. but this pushing yeah. it felt yeah I felt like I was I was still there and able to keep going and not feeling tired yeah because yeah. you've got that adrenaline that's mm. helping you be more alert and ready to push your baby Activated. out your baby. Yeah. whereas before you yeah. would have been in that more altered state yeah Okay. Um, with all those, yeah. you know, endogenous opioids and the oxytocin and all those beautiful, that cocktail of hormones <laughs> that helps us kind of bliss out and cope with like the labor. And then you come out of it with that surge of adrenaline and noradrenaline to get ready for, yeah, the birth of your baby. Our bodies are so perfectly designed. Beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Just, yeah, just trusting in all of that, that, it, that it's, there to do what it's made to do Mm. yeah 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 so getting just the the pool ready again just to feel a bit more comfortable and the blowing up happened again (laughs) and the key to got it came out (laughs) (laughs) and then I'd yell out stop and then it would come on um and then I was able to really feel his head while I was then in the water more so I could Mm. feel yeah that back part of his head and that was just really special when now when I just touch the back of his head yeah go back into that moment of 
that mm. first touch with each other of, of welcoming in just that little oh part of his God. body. And <laughs> yeah, feeling like, wow, it's <clears throat> happening. <laughs> wow. Um, and then, I yeah, I was on my hands and knees and, and then, yeah, he just came straight out, I guess, after one, one other big push that I did feel a little bit of a tear at the labial um, part and I felt like that helped him to then come out um the further ahead that he needed to um and then he just swam out and Chris was a little bit kind of stunned so he was just fully though like it is (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah it was just and I was still in that like position and not knowing is he all out or what else were you on all fours in the pool yes yes I was yeah, so he yeah shot out behind me, and then Chris was just staring at him, going, "There's a baby." So I yeah turned oh. around and scooped him up and um, oh him to my, my chest, and yeah, I just remember saying, "Oh my god, is this real?" Oh my god, <laughs> I can't handle this. <laughs> oh, just looking, yeah. Just looking around, it was like, wow. <laughs> did it, did wow. It. Did Chris did come it. to at that point? Was he like, yeah. oh, the baby? <laughs> yeah, he'd come yeah. closer, but he still yeah. hadn't come that close. I was like, you can touch him. <laughs> I think for men, it's such, like, it's such an abstract thing because obviously, like, they can't feel the baby growing and we're so connected spiritually and yeah, psychically and all the things with our baby growing in our womb and for them it is quite abstract until they they come out and yeah (laughs) and he would have never seen a baby be born as well and like he himself wasn't born out of a vagina like he was he he wouldn't have that imprint in his own body so it would have been this real big (laughs) rebirth for him as well like witnessing you birthing his son in all your power and all of a sudden it's a reality that he has a son <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's now far there's so many different things happening in that moment and I think yeah I think it's a very normal reaction for men to be a bit out of their body especially for the first baby <laughs> your yeah. first baby together it's a bit like oh my goodness this is real <laughs> yeah that's really nice to hear you share it in all that way absolutely yeah it's surreal it's a surreal feeling it's surreal it's It's surreal even for us and we've been connected with our babies we're still like what but imagine yeah for them uh and it's a big initiation for them into fatherhood um yeah and I think I just love men in birth space I think it's so important and we spoke about this last week on our other podcast with Sarah um just how it's that that feminine and masculine working together and supporting one another and how men witnessing their women birth powerfully it just adds so much depth to your relationship moving forward and and your partnership in parenting yeah just that level of respect that they have um, it's like the perfect polarity in birth of the masculine and feminine where the yeah. masculine mm-hmm. is the protective space holder yes. and the woman's just doing her is the, doing so they, her magic 
And so you can fully like, surrender and be soft and open to like uh, you are safe yeah. and held. Really did feel like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even yeah, in postpartum it's felt like that. He's really, yeah, so supportive of of doing what needs to be done, but also, you know, coming to to be with us and and bond as well. But um knowing that that's how he's supporting me to support Jaya and and yeah mm. nice it's hot it's a hot it's so hot <laughs> <laughs> what um, about your placenta how did that yeah, what was so that you, process like so you picked yeah. Jaya up and did he um, did he immediately sort of cry or did he take a little while to kind of transition hey, yeah yeah he took he took a little while um so I just remember rubbing his back and again just exposing myself to other stories or reading that that mm, that yeah. is common that they might not cry straight away or and it's especially common in water birth it takes them a little bit longer mm. because it's been a gentler transition like through the birth canal they weren't immediately exposed to air they were exposed yeah, to water yeah. so they still feel like they're in the womb um yeah. okay. and it can be a very gentle like it takes them a little bit longer to kind of start breathing but that's totally okay because mm. their cord is still pulsating and you're still giving them oxygen. And yeah. some babies, when they're born really gently, they're not going to do that big, <laughs> crazy cry because someone's not coming at them and rubbing them vigorously. They're just yeah. going to take little breaths and it's going to gently kind of, yeah, they're going to start using their lungs by themselves. And it's yeah. important to, to share that more gentle transition so that people don't panic and they also know that that's perhaps um well yeah more ideal for the baby as well yeah have i mean it's just can you imagine being born and being like vigorously rubbed down how (laughs) be like what is going on (laughs) yeah that's it that they're so like it's their senses are just so heightened because they've been in the womb for that long and there's this whole new world yeah yeah and you as the mother like you even instinctively are giving them stimulation like talking Mm. to them you just instinctively rub their back or you know you speak to them you'll be close to their face so your breath will be like putting air into their face um some mothers feel called to like lick their baby or if they feel their baby does need to have a little bit of like like a bit mucusy they'll just suck yeah I did that actually I sucked baby's mouth I was like it can be be a really gentle unfolding yeah yeah I heard him be a little bit gurgly so I thought I'll just Mm. do that again that's what I'd heard others have done and it was nice to just oh so you did you you did suck some yeah 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 so yeah it was a little bit gurgly and I was like oh Mm. I'll just try this I know I've seen other heard other women doing it and yeah you don't need the you don't need all the contraptions you can just use your mouth like it's it's so funny there's so many things you can buy but you can actually just oh yeah instinctions and we instinctually do it when we're left alone yeah yeah I've, I've really felt because of birthing in the way that was um my way and and empowering for me that already the journey with him 
for these few weeks have just been, yeah, me listening into him and his needs and then trying this and trying that and and not going straight to, I don't know, a textbook or to someone else for advice, just mm. kind of listening into, well, let's just try this and, and if that's settling him more and it's been really nice to, yeah, kind of um, already be in that kind of state of mind. Yeah. And I haven't been around babies myself. I've always been the youngest in family and um, so I haven't, yeah, really got much <laughs> knowledge mm. in a way of but you don't need but you don't yeah. need a book. You need your instincts yeah. and we're mammals and we know how to look after our babies. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Because even after your third baby, like, I mean, yeah. you're still fumbling. It's <laughs> You're still getting to know these new little yeah. spirits, these two new little babies. I just think it's, yeah, it's definitely just an instinctual process. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We've just so like everything's so clinical these days and, you know, structured and they've got to do it this way and it says to do it this way and it's like, oh, my God. And it works against you because you end up getting severed from your innate knowing Yes. And then you don't trust yourself and then you feel that you need to outsource it all. You need someone else to tell you. But you're yeah. the expert because you're the, like you're the mother of that baby and you grew that baby so you know mm-hmm. them better than anybody else. Yes, and, yes. yeah, we really need to remind ourselves of that. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. What about your placenta? This is what I'm keen to hear too. What what was yeah. the process around this? Yeah, so, um, well, once we um, had him on my chest, we, we checked if it was a male or female. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> we were just stunned and then um, I wanted to get out of the water because I was feeling a bit colder, so I laid on the couch and, he yeah, he crawled up onto my chest and let him let him do all of that himself and latched oh, wow. on um really well and it was only then oh, I I maybe tried an hour later to squat over a bowl and um try to see if the placenta would come out um but it wasn't ready yet and then it was only 15 minutes later where I felt like no now I need to walk to the toilet and I'll try there and it just came straight out then. So it was it's an hour and 15 minutes later, um, which was Did really... you put a bowl in the toilet or how did you catch your placenta? Well. Did it fall <laughs> in the toilet? <laughs> yeah, Chris put his hand in there. I was like, oh, amazing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's one way you to know, do it. <laughs> you already dealt with my blood and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's good like that and was the baby still attached at this time yeah yeah so we kept um Jaya attached for I think it was over three hours with the cord mm-hmm. so yeah made laid him on my chest and had um he's just looking at me because <laughs> oh. he's like story. that's my mom <laughs> I'm in awe of you. you. Like, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So we, um, I did, yeah, want to try the the burning um, of the cord with some nice beeswax candles. So 
yeah, after the three hours we started to try that, but I only had Chris doing it, so it wasn't it was only one candle burning and it just um just got a bit intense with the smoke. <laughs> it was yeah. taking quite a while. I think it had already been 30 minutes and it still wasn't getting anywhere. So was his cord quite gelatinous? Was it quite thick? Yeah, in parts it was actually. Yeah. Yes. Because so that can, can take yeah. it takes a lot longer when they have a thicker cord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, let's just stop. We're just yeah. smoked out here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, just got instead a really um nice handmade knife um that I had oh. um and then sterilized that and yeah, we just we cut that in the end. Um and the then, intention it's just it doesn't really matter if the intention's yeah. there it, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah those those things it's fine I just knew that yeah we needed to keep the cord on as long as we we um did and yeah was happy that that all that all came out fine the placenta as well we checked it over yeah I can yeah. see that you would be just such a beautiful teacher, by the way, because you're just so calm and like grounding. I'm like, ah, oh, this whole oh. process of yours is, just sounds so, it sounds grounding. That's what yeah. it sounds like, like really just knowing and wise and earthy and grounding. It's so like, it makes me feel safe. <laughs> I love it. So was this like now about 3 a.m.? Like Yeah, would have been, so yeah. Were you guys starting to feel a bit tired? And yeah. when did Chris you tuck up into bed? <laughs> I think it was eventually after 5 a.m. Yeah, so Chris had pretty much been awake for 24 hours. Um, yeah. Did you eat? Um, oh, I don't. Random question. These are the qu- random questions yeah. that I ask. Like, what did you eat? What was your first meal? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it would have been, yeah, some of the postpartum meals that I had. So it might have been a kachari that um, Jess might have made me or a lentil dal or just something, yeah, really warming. Warming and now that I could eat bigger meals again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just eat one of those I guess but yeah I don't think I don't remember eating anything before going to bed um yeah I think that I don't know why I asked that because I remember the first spoonful of food that went in my mouth because I was like oh I think like somebody spoon fed me and I was like oh hungry work having babies (laughs) and breastfeeding babies (laughs) yeah yes could have good snacks for that. <laughs> uh, and so yeah. you went to bed about yeah. 5 a.m. and had a little snooze. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did have a rest. Um, How did you feel like when you lay down? Like what was that feeling like? Do you remember that? I just remember being so happy to lie down and feeling comfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just accomplished. Yeah. Like, yeah, just another just day. On my back <laughs> after yeah a pregnancy for not feeling mm. comfortable on my back sleeping at all during yeah him him still wow. in the room so yeah that's the feeling I remember wow. um, and I had only had 
Yeah, maybe two hours rest and Chris was snoring away for a bit longer. <laughs> and just of course look at him. <laughs> he sleeps well. Look at him for so long and um yeah, so like I'd shared in the end I didn't I kept my mum updated. Um but yeah, she didn't come out in the end, but my parents came out the next day. Um, which was really nice. Just to have were them. they so were they so proud of you? Yeah, yeah. I think they were still in shock as well. <laughs> but definitely, oh my gosh. Yeah, you feel all that all that love oh. from him. What a beautiful story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling you... so emotional. Like yeah, Christy's just... over here bawling her eyes out. <laughs> like I just, I actually just feel so proud of you. Like I'm yeah. like, oh my god, you're so amazing. I'm, I don't know. I'm getting so emotional. I'm, I'm just super stoked that I get to give birth again after here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I'm excited. Um, did you do anything with your placenta, or are you going to do anything with it? Yeah. So. Well, the plan, <laughs> the plan was to um, bury half of it with a tree, and then for me to um, use it in smoothies because, yeah, again, just I know how nourishing that would be for my body. Um, yeah. However, we um, did get to almost, I think, about ten or twelve days into postpartum, and. Um, I we'd frozen the placenta and then I was starting to unfreeze it so we could get ready to um, plant half of uh, have the placenta with half of it planted with the tree on the autumn equinox I just thought that would be oh. yeah, a really special date to do so that special. I can't handle no. this anymore <laughs> but unfortunately I um, did get an infection so um, okay wasn't you know anything that we had done out at, at home here it could have happened anywhere but I started to get a fever and um, nearly blacked out going to the toilet one day not carrying Jai I was by myself um, but I contacted my friend Jess and just asked her hey look this is how I'm feeling at the moment do you have any advice and she came out straight away and checked my temperature and it was high and mm. yeah she she did share look I I feel like it is best for you to go and get checked at hospital um it doesn't like I was quite weak feeling hot and cold it just didn't feel right and for me I was like oh I'll just sleep it off you know? <laughs> yeah yeah but I did that and it just didn't work so I I couldn't even really walk to the door or in be in a seating position either mm. I was lying down a lot during that time in postpartum where um, was the infection and what, so oh was yeah, the, what was it caused by yeah, yeah it was um the the uterus lining was infected so it was the endometritis not the oh. so I um had had to have antibiotics to yeah just bring the swelling down and the, and make the infection clear up. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Well, there's but, the times when medical, yeah, that, yeah, you know, assistance yeah. is warranted and we're thankful and it's indicated. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It was, it was, 
really interesting that it did happen because of yeah how I had felt of well I know I'm I don't want a birth in a hospital but um if it's there and we need it it's there and we need it and the tools yeah that we did need it and they were um yeah really thorough like they, they checked everything but I knew I didn't leave the placenta was all intact when it came out so I knew it wasn't anything like that um but we stayed in, yeah, for two nights, which Chris kind of saw as a holiday because he didn't have to oh, <laughs> yeah, be walking. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking, um, but he was he able to stay look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were really, yeah, they were really supportive in there. We were the only ones in the whole maternity ward. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and there was some lovely nurses and midwives and, I mean, we did just share that the midwife didn't make it in time, but yeah, of course. Not what usually causes these infections? Like, what is it? Just like a a rare thing that happens, or yeah, I, yeah. I kind of <laughs> researched after they told me, and it it said that it's more likely if you do have cesareans that it can um, be a cause, but. For me, it was just, yeah, unlucky, really. The lady yeah. said it wasn't to do with your water birth. It wasn't to do with anything. It just, yeah, and it did mm, Just his journey. Around that 10-day mark as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so. everything's pretty fresh and, I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's just one of them things that can happen. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But so this meant, though, that you missed the awesome equinox, is that? So you yeah. missed, yeah. <laughs> you, missed the hospital, so you couldn't plant your placenta. <laughs> yeah, so when we came home, um, uh, it had been maybe three or four days and we didn't cover the placenta in the fridge, so I just felt like uh, I'm not going to use it the way that I was going to and we'll yeah. just whole thing yeah so Chris had um he he works with trees he's an arborist so he had the um soil already and the the hole or dug a few days before and mulched all around and um when yeah we got home we I think we did it that afternoon and um I yeah was standing there holding gyre and watching and I couldn't bend down to do it so I just let Chris do it but I just felt this huge wave of um emotion come over me and I just started crying it was the first time I'd cried yeah with the whole birth and it just felt like we were letting go of a family member or something and I guess yeah yeah, it is in that way (laughs) yeah it was um, little guardian yeah he's guardian for that long and it was just really a nice then closing chapter of of all of that I guess with um yeah the birthing and coming back from the hospital and then just wanting to come back and settle back into postpartum and Mm. rest again and it was really really nice as well because then (laughs) I think a few even just a few minutes later it actually started raining and it's pretty dry out here already and it was really nice because Jaya's middle name is Rain as well. Rain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, his last name's Field, so we call it the Rain Field now as well. Oh my god! So I yeah. can't handle this anymore. I'm going to go and get in the fetal <laughs> position after. 
Oh, so it was really like Mother Earth receiving that gift that you'd Yeah, yeah. It really was. Yeah. It really was. Um, yeah, just feeling so grateful and just shared a few words and and now we go, yeah, there each each day. It's just next to the Buddha barn and and we know it will once it's grown um taller it will bring those black and yellow tailed cockatoos which yeah yeah. birds to us and bring that life back around we have them up here in the blue mountains and they're so yeah so there's something else about them like they're otherworldly they're so ancient yeah everyone stops when they go like everyone stops and goes oh black cockatoo yes and their call (laughs) their call is like I just heard one before, actually. Oh. So there you go. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. Such an intentional. Yeah. Like, how are you feeling now, by the way? Like, how are you? Three weeks postpartum. How are you feeling in your body? I'm feeling um, a lot more landed in my body now after, um, yeah, like ending the antibiotics course as well, which yeah I wasn't (laughs) wasn't happy with but also absolutely understand I needed it so yeah knowing now that I can um yeah just work with being healthy and keeping dry healthy and able to go for walks now around the farm so we we take our two cats and they follow us and we go say hello to all the farm animals Mm. (laughs) just um also having still um lovely friends just dropping off meals and you know asking like we can drop it at the door or if you feel like saying hello and I'm yeah happy to to say hello just to some at the moment already just you're still so fresh like this is you're still so freshly postpartum yes oh wow and I mean he's been breastfeeding pretty much this whole podcast so has that has your breastfeeding journey oh, gone no, well? been asleep actually oh has he asked yeah. <laughs> he's already back asleep after a little yeah. that's going really well yeah I'm yeah producing yeah quite a lot of good milk and yeah. Yeah. Um, drinking the nice herbal teas that I know do support that as well yeah um, mostly it's cold but that's fine <laughs> That doesn't yeah. change. It's mum life. <laughs> yeah. Mum life, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm really so, enjoying the breastfeeding. Yeah, that was my main, I guess my main concern with the antibiotics is that I just yeah. want to be safe to do all that with him. But everything can be healed, I, I feel like, especially yeah. if you keep on the boob and the intentions and there. Both and the, your guts. Yeah, it's so possible. Like everything can be healed in the body. Our bodies, again, like they're just mm-hmm. like magic machines. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trusting again, yeah. And his latch and everything has been perfection from the the get go. Yeah, yeah. And then yes. him doing the breast crawl and him yeah. discovering your breast and latching by himself, like that just would have made all the difference. Yes, you know, because he yeah. was doing that in that beautiful golden hour when he was alert and he he had all those instincts and um then yeah he he taught himself how to latch as opposed to someone shoving a nipple in his mouth oh my god so yeah that's yeah. so beneficial to allow our babies to have that time and to just be on our chest and to crawl up and um yeah as we 
been talking about um, last week in our course, the physiology like of birth and how everything is so perfectly designed. Like mm. him doing that breast crawl, pushing on your belly would have helped your uterus contract, which would have helped release mm. your placenta. And then him latching on the breast would have released oxytocin to help, you know, minimize bleeding and again, birth your placenta. And then him self-latching helped him have yeah a good latch and be able to establish breastfeeding. So it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm just so forever in awe of our bodies. Yeah, yeah, just works and then that leads on to this working and this working. Yeah, everything has a purpose. Everything is so perfectly in place, yeah. Mm. Yes, exactly, yeah. That was such a beautiful beautiful story and the story is still going because you're still in the thick of it as well yeah yeah and there's still so much more like little milestones and things to experience and it goes so fast like my baby's nearly one and I it just it's uh, I actually have no words Lucy take over (laughs) (laughs) um well I I guess we'd we'd really like that yeah I mean just really softened me that whole story I'm just like oh I feel like a big marshmallow it's just how birth should be and I think I want more stories like this out in the world so that women can reclaim that trust in their bodies um it's like there's a small percentage of women who who do um, require medical assistance and we're so thankful but it's like most women this should be what their journey going into yes. motherhood their initiation should look like you know having yeah. that that um feeling capable in their bodies which will then you know moving into motherhood you'll feel capable as a mother and you feel so mm. plugged into mm-hmm. your instincts and in tune with your baby and to me that's like how we change the world <laughs> It is it's how, how it all world. starts at birth and um we've been yeah. so severed and disconnected mm-hmm. and this is our right as women to feel this level of um power and groundedness and softness mm-hmm. and all of the bliss like this is how birth should feel and look um yeah. this is what this rite of passage should be it's designed this way so that we then can mother our children the way that they need and yeah feel capable and um yeah so it's it's just it's just instead of relying too on them external forces to even just help us mother because we all that yeah and just the absolute surge in women exiting birth with postpartum depression and anxiety and some women who have ptsd like Mm. people who go to war come home with ptsd (laughs) you shouldn't have a baby and then be diagnosed with PTSD um and just the neat like women are so lost when they become mothers because you know we're not honoring this rite of passage well enough Mm -hmm. um so I'm so thankful that you yeah came on today and could share your beautiful story and we're we're both so touched (laughs) we're both yeah that was so beautiful to hear and receive. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been really special to share it with you both and um, just 
kind of had the little thought of like, oh, I'll message um, Lucy and Christy and just share, you know, when when the time's ready and, and then you your installation. Just that your, timing and <laughs> your essence as a person is just really beautiful as well. I just want to say that. Like you're just a very grounding, oh. lovely, sweet person. And um yeah. 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 And I also wanted to like ask you about your your forest school as well yeah. because I'm just I'm just saying that too because I can tell how much of a beautiful teacher that you would be like mm. it's really yeah. shining through I'm really seeing that in you um mm. and I would love to just know like if we could share a little bit about your forest school before we um before we sign off yeah yeah I've um yeah just felt for a few years that yeah I didn't want to stay in the teaching system and didn't know again what that would look like but I just knew I wanted to be outdoors with children but um, connect in in a free-flowing way um, so then I yeah found found out about forest schools uh, well when I was over in England and then did the training online which unfortunately I didn't feel that connected to because um because it was online <laughs> training yeah. outdoor stuff and I didn't have mentors or support um but I knew I yeah I wanted to stick to it I guess just to get that oh. that label of for a school leader to help um just set up whatever it was going to look like and yeah so far we've um I've only been able to do a little bit because of it started yeah, during the pandemic, uh, but we mm. did. I've done some nature play markets, and um, we, Chris and I, when I say we, sorry, Chris has come on yeah. board as well, and he does tree climbing with children. Oh my so god! Special harnesses, and he, um, yeah, can take them oh up. Oh my the god! Trees. I love mm. that. He would get along <laughs> with my partner so well, like because my yeah. partner's always talking about how he can bring like some like rites of passage for boys into our community and then like yeah. small little initiations and getting them out in the bush like girls too yeah. but like I yep. feel like you know the girls have us as well but the boys yeah. like but like um supporting that like little then little testosterone testosterone surges and letting them be boys and get dirty and climb and exert all that amazing energy that Risk they have take. and and, yeah, and learn how to be in this world, you yep. know? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I there's so that. much that can come out of it. It's, yeah, and, and just the confidence that I've seen in, in children that he's um, taken oh. up the trees and it, it isn't that far up as an adult, but as a kid it is. It's, it's Totally. Like, um, you know, you feel they feel nervous, but... He's, yeah, really uh, supportive with them and just goes to where they need to go and then all of a sudden they just get this confidence boost and then they're just still swinging out of the tree and hanging out like a koala and <laughs> absolutely loving it and it's been really, yeah, so we really love to expand again on on that as well as um, me creating like forest school sessions and I was 
almost there setting it up in Mudgee, but um, just red tape stuff with insurance and mm, where to have it yeah. in national parks. And it just still didn't feel right. And that was before us talking about starting a family anyway. So that, that I guess. Yeah, we what. copped a lot of that at Kookaburra Bush School. We had yeah. a lot of like, yeah, that background crap really. <laughs> and there was people dobbing us in and uh, it was um it was a lot to, and it's so shitty too because it's like you're doing something so positive for the community yeah, exactly um, you're doing it for the children the uh, future yeah. generation it's so wonderful that is, though that that is out there and that mm-hmm. your intention is out there and it will it will yes. manifest into well yeah some amazing opportunities for children and yeah. hopefully yes, that do- is the way forward like I think a lot of a lot of people are slowly awakening that yeah. children need to be immersed yeah. in nature more and um, this is another avenue of schooling our kids and yes. um, supporting their development. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be down mm. there in the school holidays if Yeah, that, you, we'll drive we'll drive up. to you and do some I was like, <laughs> My kids would love Wait. that so much and we can like <laughs> just sit around a table and talk about birth and like <laughs> Well, that's it. That's yeah, and all the amazing <laughs> stuff that you know yes. about about being a woman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Incredible. So yeah. for all of that to come when it comes. Yeah. So exciting. Right so. now, just be in your bubble. Just yes. Be with your baby. Yeah. Um, yes. And um, can would can do, is your your Instagram's on private, isn't it? My yeah, personal one is, but I I do have the Greenheart Forest School. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we'll it. share that ha- that handle um in our yeah. show notes and on our Instagram if people want to um yep. connect with you there and um yes. yep, keep tabs on any future things yes. that you put out. Please, yeah, yes, yes. that will be. All right. We yeah. might close this beautiful much. conversation. Oh. Yeah. Julia, thank you so much. Like I just adore you so much. <laughs> oh, and I adore what you are both doing, sharing all of that magic out in the world as well. Thank so you. thank you for doing that. I'm loving that we're just, this is like, you know, the work that we're doing and even just the work you're doing, like we're all connecting with each other, like we're all finding each other. And yeah, um, yeah. it's really, really special because oh it just gives me all the love vibes like I just like these are my people like little love fest (laughs) yeah I just I just really like it it's it's and that's why Instagram the positives of Instagram too is that it helps us find each other yeah and we can connect and you know we we can share and yeah it's just cool yeah it's just cool so thank you so much Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye now.